This episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast is brought to you by Yabla. Yabla provides language immersion through engaging videos for Spanish, English, Italian, French, German, and Chinese language learners. Yabla features authentic content by native speakers, custom playback, subtitles, learning games, and flashcards. Yabla is the premier language learning video platform with tools to enhance conversational understanding, such as the patented dictation game Scribe. Now, if you haven't tried out Scribe, I definitely recommend you check it out. It is a game changer when it comes to improving your listening comprehension, and it's the perfect way to practice active listening. Stream authentic shows and music you enjoy while you learn at the same time. Give Yabla a try today using this special link yabla.com slash salsa that's y-a-b-l-a dot com forward slash salsa bienvenidos welcome to the learn spanish con salsa podcast the show for spanish learners that love music travel and culture Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Welcome to episode 38 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we're going to chat with Kyle Kuzman from Hear, Listen, Speak. Kyle has been learning languages through music and conversations for years, and he also teaches multiple languages online. I had the opportunity to meet Kyle at Langfest in Montreal back in 2018, where we both presented workshops on learning languages through music. Kyle has also been a presenter at the Polyglot Conference, and he just has a wealth of knowledge about language learning and some great insights on how to make language learning fun. Kyle hopes to inspire as many people as possible to believe that everyone is capable of learning any language while having fun and doing things you love. So with that, here is the conversation with Kyle. Hola, Kyle. Bienvenido. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Hola, Tamara. ¿Qué tal? Happy to be here. So, Kyle, can you first start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what languages you speak and just kind of how you got started learning languages in the first place? Yeah, so I'm Kyle Husband. Uh, I was born in around Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, so, uh, southeastern PA. And I started languages, I, uh, my school, I was lucky enough to have German and French as of the first grade. But I only really got started learning seriously for real when I went on an exchange to Germany in 10th grade. Um, and there I was immersed and very challenged because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't understand anything. 10 years of German class and school have failed me. Why can't I understand what anyone's saying around me? So I like desperately Googled after a month or so. I was getting really depressed about not being able to understand people there and really have a good conversation about what I wanted to talk about, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna Google like how to actually learn to speak a language. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I stumbled across Fluent in Three Months, um, Benny Lewis's blog, which is a huge inspiration to me. So I, was, I took him very, very seriously and religiously. So I was like, all right, no more English. I cut out all the English from my life. I was like, no more English shows, no more music. I hardly like communicated with friends and family back in the US. I um, started listening to like 
German music. My favorite band, one of my favorite bands of all time is called The Wise Guys. This is like five man German acapella group. Um, <laughs> so I just listen to them like 24 seven. I watched How I Met Your Mother dubbed in German instead of <laughs> English. Um, and that's how I really got started. So after, after a really difficult first month there, um, I then, uh, after <laughs> taking this vow of no English and really like fighting to speak German and um, really like going as hard as possible, I was able to get to a really good level after my next like four months there. And then that was such a really amazing and life-changing experience for me that I was then inspired to learn Brazilian Portuguese because growing up, um, all of my best friends in school had been Brazilians and I really liked them. So I was like, well, they've all moved back to Brazil somehow all at the same time. So I guess I'll have to learn Portuguese and go visit them. So I took that on as like a, a senior project in high school. And after that, I took a full gap year where I continued learning. Uh, I started on French and spent some time in France. I um, had a lot of good Hungarian friends, just thanks to a really lucky chance and a great trip to Hungary. So I decided I had to learn Hungarian as well and did the, uh, the Add One Challenge, if anyone's heard of that. It's like a 90-day language challenge. Um, and I did that twice before going to Hungary and then spent more time. I just went back to Germany and back to Brazil in that year. So since then, I've been working on those languages um, and just making sure that I continue as much as possible. Um, I'm studying as many as I can, <laughs> always continuing to learn. And I go back whenever I can. And I haven't really, I'm trying to go very deep into the languages that I speak. Um, Spanish is my most recent one that I'm really working on hard. I don't want to learn like all of the languages. I mean, I would love to, right? Wouldn't we all? But <laughs> yeah. I try. The yeah. polyglot dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I want to learn. Got to catch them all, right? <laughs> but instead of going, instead of, it's like traveling. Like I don't want to country hop. I don't want to go to Europe for a month and like see all of the big capitals. I want to go somewhere for a month and do like a work away, like a work exchange or woofing and just live really like more deeply in one place and do like day trips and like slowly expand and get to know the area and the people and the language so that you're really a part of the community instead of just touristing and coming to stay for a week or like two days or something at a time right um yeah so for now that's that's where i'm at now i've been meaning to ask you this because i know you've talked a little bit about um just wanting to get deeper into your languages and not just sort of dabble in everything and i'm curious to know about your experience at middlebury college i've met a few people that learned different languages there before and i've heard the program can be pretty intense and it's really like an immersive experience even though it's in the u.s so can you tell us for people that don't know what is the language program at middlebury and how has your experience been there yeah, so I'm at Middlebury College, which is in northern Vermont, and they're really famous for their language schools, which are in the summer. And um, I actually haven't done one of those because in the summer I'm generally traveling or studying abroad in a different country. So I take uh, languages here just in the academic year uh, in classes, which is pretty different than the language schools in the summer, which are just these, yeah, so in the U.S. on Middlebury's campus in Vermont, and also they have a campus in Monterey, California. Um, and so they do like, I think it's a six week program where you sign up and then you get 24 seven, you sign this thing called a language pledge, which you makes it um, actually a crime to talk English. So <laughs> wow. They, yeah, if they catch you speaking English three times, they will kick you out. So it's, it's very, very intense, um, wow. very hardcore. 
And I wouldn't recommend it for people who've never learned any of a certain language. I would recommend it more for people who are, have learned some, who've maybe taken a year or two or three of language classes and are really looking to improve. If you don't want to actually go to the other country and have a really more academic, more intensive, like you have, I think maybe like four hours of class a day plus homework and then tons of activities. Like they have everything from designing and building the set and putting on a whole opera performance in German to like soccer games and concerts and uh, meals and all, all kinds of activities you can imagine. So trying to give you the full, full 24 seven immersion experience, but on a college campus in the US. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I've heard, yeah. um, so, so you're mentioning it's, it's more for people who have already had some language learning experience. Oh, you can enter with zero. Um, I just wouldn't okay. recommend it having already had the experience of full immersion in, in Germany and then Brazil right. and Hungary because it's really, really, really difficult. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's crushing. Like, it's one of the most difficult things I've ever done, but definitely the most valuable as well and the most rewarding, but not for the faint of heart. And it, it is a lot of time and a lot of energy. It's just, it's just incredibly exhausting. I know they have some people who leave the language schools actually because they just burn out emotionally and they just can't handle it anymore. So they'll actually leave and go home or have to talk to a counselor in English. So I appreciate what they do with the language pledge, but it's, it's also very, very hard for. Sometimes it is good to <laughs> have a break from full immersion 24 seven, you know? So it sounds like a basic training in the military yeah, for like, languages. Yeah, it's like a boot camp. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But for, I mean, I have heard very good things. Like it's a really amazing experience. You bond with everyone. You have you learn so much in that time, and you you can basically go in and come out conversationally fluent in six weeks, which is amazing. Wow. But definitely, like you need to commit fully for those weeks um, and give like bring your whole self, all of your energy, all of your time. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for that perspective, because yeah, because yeah, like, I've um, I've heard about it, and I think the one person I know that um that actually told me about his experience at the program. He was learning Russian, and he said the reason why he went is because he felt like he was at an intermediate level, but he was a little stuck, and he was uh -huh. still making certain mistakes. And um, so he said that he really appreciated it. And, but but oh, he did yeah. say it was tough, too. He said, you know, mm -hmm. he was almost in tears. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I feel. He, I've he been actually, multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it actually helped him overcome all the mistakes he was making in Russian, so he really was fortunate for it. But yeah, pretty intense. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're looking, yeah, if you're on the the, the infamous plateau of the intermediate level. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's definitely helpful to push you over that bump and really improve. Um, especially a lot of people do it after taking like 101 level classes. They'll take the summer school, which skips them a full year of uh, uh, language classes at, in college. So wow. they can replace like a full 200 level of like full year. Um, and then, you, then you're qualified for the 300 level and you can study abroad sooner. So a lot of people do it for that reason. Yeah. Cool, very cool. So, um, so let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about uh, hear, listen, speak. Because um, yeah. I know you're passionate about learning languages through conversations and also through music. Um, as you mentioned, when you were in Germany, you were listening to German music. And I know you've done that with the other languages that you've learned as well. Uh, so can you just talk a little bit about what motivated you to start Hear, Listen, Speak? Yeah, of course. So that's a funny story. Actually, I woke up in the middle of the night uh, one time and I was like, I'm getting to the end of my, my college career. And so I know that I need to be looking for some kind of steady income source afterwards. Um, <laughs> and I was like, huh, so I definitely, I wanna start some kind of uh, language learning venture to help people 
learn with music because that's what's really always been so much fun and so effective for me in my life. And I was like, okay, so well, the first thing I need is a good name. I wonder, I wonder what I could call it. And uh, <laughs> I was kind of drifting in and out of sleep. And then all of a sudden it came to me and I was like, I'll call it Hear, Listen, Speak, but here spelled H-E-R-E. -E, like, so it will be a pun. So it will be like memorable. And the, the point, the story behind that name is like, you have to be, you have to be here. You have to show up and be present before you can really listen deeply to people and and attentively so that you can truly begin to understand what they're saying. And only after you've completed those two steps in that order, are you really ready to start speaking well. So that's, that's my philosophy. Like if you really love a language and you want to learn it and talk, communicate with people who speak it and live and travel in that country, then yeah, you're really going to have to listen to a lot of it. You're going to have to hear things that you really enjoy. You're going to have to like, dance along, bob your head along, start singing along to your favorite music, um, watch your favorite kind of like shows and podcasts, YouTube videos, anything that really like incites and expires you personally, that's what you really should be listening to in the language you want to learn. And the more of that you get, the more excited and fun it will be for you, the quicker you'll learn and the better you'll be able to speak afterwards. So that's why I started the site. Well, what kind of things can we find if we go to your website? What kind of content are you providing right now? Yeah, so for now, the website's a little sparse because I've been very busy this semester. Um, my Facebook page is a lot more active, so just at here, listen, speak, H-E-R-E. And so I'll, I'll share my personal learning process. So my favorite songs, uh, recordings of me, like when I have the lyrics up and I'm learning to sing along, so you can see exactly like what my screen looks like. I use this fantastic app called Musics Match, like Musics with an X, um, that gives you automatically scrolled lyrics for, for like so many songs in so many languages, which connects with like Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, so that's super helpful so that you can listen to it and hear and see the words at the same time. So I like to put out like little guides of how I, how I do that. Um, and how you, you can integrate that into your own life and your own language learning. Whenever I'm like learning a new song or a new language or practicing, sometimes I'll just put it up on like Facebook Live so you can follow along and see what I'm doing. Yeah, I just try to kind of share my personal process so that everyone can see how that works for me and then work on and see how that could be integrated into their own language learning. So my next question is about um, actually learning pronunciation. So I found that many English speakers that are learning Spanish or other languages, um, especially with Spanish, they have the false assumption that um, just because the letters in English and Spanish look the same, that they're actually pronounced the same. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a, that's a yeah. huge problem. Yeah, and it can be really difficult to learn pronunciation of letters, especially when we think we already know how they're pronounced um, when we're reading in Spanish. So yeah. what's the best way to break that pattern? And how have you found that learning languages through music really helps to improve pronunciation? Yeah, really good question. So that's, that's a huge struggle for everyone when you're re learning a language with the same alphabet and they use different letters for different sounds and some of the letters are totally silent and don't make any sense and then people will talk really fast and it'll sound totally different like unlike anything you've ever heard just this random jumble of foreign sounds just coming at your ears super fast um so for me what's really helped me is to really don't even read the words when you're starting to listen to music like at the beginning you just like pop open Spotify, search like Spanish alternatives, Spanish pop, Spanish hip hop, or like whatever your favorite genres happen to be. Talk to like your friends, you can just Google it, like find some stuff that you enjoy 
and just start listening to it without really wondering or bothering how it's spelled because you don't it's you don't need it like how did you learn your native language right you just heard it all around you everyone spoke it uh you you ha you heard it for years and then you started babbling i think more people should like gugu gaga in their foreign languages because <laughs> it's really helpful like i'll i'll just walk around i'll be in the shower it'll be like ada 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 like trying to get these sounds perfect um because i want them to sound like the people i'm listening to the people who are speaking to me um yeah so the more you can just enjoy letting the music and the sounds wash over you and just listen very attentively um and then think like huh this sounds different like i wonder what what are they doing with their tongue there because it's a, it's a very exact science you know like if it sounds different or if it sounds off or if there's an accent or if something's really hard to pronounce you can figure out like you can look it up you can find guides online there's something called the IPA like the international phonetic alphabet that's pretty helpful you can see like huh wow so the sound when like americans say like butter the it's not a it's not a t or d you don't say butter and you don't say butter you say butter and that is the same sound as in the spanish like pero like the spanish r it's called the tap r pero butter pero butter so there's that's like a hidden uh sound that's the same in spanish but we just don't write it the same way in english so it might seem like really challenging at first but there are a lot of things like that you can be like oh huh so i actually i actually can do that the rolling the r i know a lot of people have trouble with and that's something that it's actually a very different sound than the little tapped r but you can get away with it by just saying the tapped r and everyone will understand you basically anything is better than the r like the american r right arrow. yeah so just remember that like when you, yeah when you see an r in spanish think like double t or d in english like better butter batter it's really the same sound so that's that's one like huge revelation and then yeah the more you can practice like listening and trying to repeat what you hear um the the better you'll be able to train your ear and really tune into those sounds so would you say that um because I know you you're a musician right so I know you I've seen you yeah. play guitar uh -huh. um, and and I've also met um some other folks that I've interviewed on this podcast that learn languages through music and they are also musicians or vocalists uh but what do you say for people like me who do not have a good singing voice who are not musicians <laughs> um you know who maybe who may go to your Facebook and see you singing along and go wow that's really cool for Cal but I can't sing I um, mean I don't know how to play the guitar right um what would you say for those of us who are more you know music novices um for how we can approach it like is it is it something we should still try out even if we don't feel like we're confident in our musical abilities Oh yeah good question I um I think everyone should just do this for fun if they enjoy music like whenever you find a song you enjoy and you want to dance to it you want to maybe sing along to it just do it in the shower do it in your car do it when you're not around other people you know this is this is for you like you're not learning to perform you're learning just to have fun and enjoy yourself like yeah i do i do strum strum along and i sing along with my playing but that's not really the the motivation for you the motivation is just really loving the music i hear and wanting to sing along so Yeah, the most important thing is just like this is for you. You're not you're not doing this to be around people. Like you're not doing it to be an, a beautiful like perfectly trained opera singer. You're just doing it to enjoy jamming along with your favorite music in another language and just 
let that experience and let that fun help you to really work your mouth and your tongue and your, your lips around these new sounds that are different from the ones in your native language. Yeah, and that's kind of that was kind of my secret too. Like when I um because I don't have a great singing voice, but when I was in the car, oh yeah, I'd be singing. No one else is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nobody else can hear me. Um, and it actually did improve my pronunciation without me even recognizing it. Um, and yeah, I didn't awesome. notice until people would say to me like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'd say, "Well, I'm from the U.S." They go, "But no, where's your family from?" <laughs> and I'd say, "Well, from the U.S." They go, "But okay, so, but you don't have no one in your family is like from Dominican Republic or from Puerto Rico?" No, you know, and they're like, "But why do you have this accent? Because you don't talk like an American." And I would always take that nice. as a compliment. Oh yeah, that's um, a huge compliment. Yeah, but it didn't come from me studying the IPA or learning, you know, pronunciation secrets or anything. It literally just came from me listening to music that I loved singing along with my horrible singing voice when no one was watching yeah, <laughs> and you know but it but it is true it just it kind of naturally helps you and i'm all for ways uh, about learning that are natural and don't feel like you're in yeah, school exactly yeah so. that's that's like my my site's tagline it's like language learning should be personal natural and fun like if you're doing anything that feels like work or feels like studying or schoolwork just don't do it. Like, if you don't enjoy what you're learning, if you don't enjoy the music or something, just change it up. Like, find something new, find something that really excites and inspires you. Like, you can make a new playlist, explore other people's playlists, leave it to the side, maybe come back later. But yeah, that's a really good point. Like, none of this is really conscious, right? Like, if you're really trying super hard, it might actually be hurting you because you're gonna be like stressed, like, oh man, did, did I nail it yet? Like. I'm, Am I getting it perfect? But really, you should just be kind of like jamming out and just allowing the learning to happen by having fun and trying to like practicing along with the favorite chorus of your favorite song. Right, definitely. And definitely, I always recommend the chorus too because it has a lot of repetition. So you exactly. hear the same words and same sounds over and over again. Oh yeah, repetition and rhymes are my jam. Like they're the best way and the most fun way to learn any like any language, anything really. Like if you need to remember something, make that into a rhyme and start start repeating it to yourself. Put it put it to a beat, set that to music. Okay, and uh, so switching gears a little bit. Now I always like to ask us this question because, like you talked about, language learning is about you know being able to communicate with people, not performing. And I really believe like getting over the fear of making mistakes or you know, saying the wrong thing is crucial to really getting better um, when you're learning a language. Yeah, and I think sometimes for listeners, hearing about other people's experiences can really help them see that, you know, everyone goes through it and it's really part of the language learning journey. So with that said, can you tell us a story about your funniest or most embarrassing moment um, learning languages, whether it's something funny you said oh, or something man. misunderstood? Uh, there are far too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so probably... The one that always comes to mind is this one time I was uh, in Brazil. So I had just shown up in Brazil. I basically grew up with this Brazilian family. Like in high school, I lived at their house a lot of the time, you know, just like really good close friends. And um, so they were really the inspiration for me to learn Portuguese. So I had been listening to a lot of Brazilian music, reading children's books, get like the audio with the text is really great, little audio books, just simple stuff, just start out small and just rhymes, songs, poems, all that good stuff. And so I had been preparing and training my ear and like trying to build that kind of uh, phonetic base, like so I could at least be familiar with and know what, what know what it sounds like. So I got to Brazil and I had been there maybe four or five days and I was, I was very tired. I could, I was like, you know, in the full immersion, I couldn't understand anything. I was just, I really, I was like, okay, well, okay, I need to tell, I need to really work on this. So. 
my my dad my brazilian dad thomas asked me he was like so kyle why is your t-shirt that weird kind of pink and i was like and he said porque porque sua camiseta é rosa and uh, camiseta is t-shirt you also say camisa or camisinha and camisinha if you're a spanish speaker you'd be like huh maybe that means like a small shirt unfortunately it means condom so <laughs> <laughs> literally like a little cute shirt is the same as condom but listen to the difference between these two words camiseta camisinha it's very small. It's like a two-letter difference. So of course, me in my exhausted state, having just arrived in Brazil, I was like, uh, "Mia camisinha," and I told this whole story. It was probably I struggled through for probably like five minutes long. I was like, "So it was in Germany. I was with uh, my host families, and uh, it used to be white, but then my German host dad washed my white condom with a <laughs> new red condom, and it turned into pink condom, and he he just like." looked at me with this strange expression, just like cocking his head and didn't say a word. He didn't stop me. He just let me let me tell this story, repeating the wrong word again and again. And at the end I was like, oh, that, that was the wrong word, wasn't it? And he laughs, he goes, yep, yes it was. <laughs> so I will never forget that. And I will never again mix up those two words. It can be embarrassing at first, but the, now I can take it and I can use it as a joke. Like I can intentionally say that to Brazilians and they'll be like, you know what you just said, right? I'm like, yeah, of course I know what I just said. There was this one time, and let me let me tell you how I learned the difference. <laughs> so like when you make something like that, when that happens, try to try to take it and use it as then a positive, funny story to tell and good learning experience. It's like, no, it's not every, it happens to everyone. It's, and it's always funny and it's always like, it's never a bad thing. And the more you laugh about it and the, the stranger and weirder it is, the more you'll never forget it and the more you can learn from it. Okay, so Kyle, now it's time for our quick fire round. So I'm going to ask you five questions in Espanol. So this will help you practice your Spanish. Entonces, vamos a empezar con pregunta número uno. ¿Cuál es tu canción favorita en Espanol? Voy a decir Bajo el Agua porque es un, un, una canción muy de Manuel Medrano. Se llama Bajo el Agua y la canté recientemente uh, con guitarra. Pero acabé cantando en portuñol, que es la mezcla de portugués y español, porque ah, sí. <ríe> y me, me, me lo olvidé las la palabras. Entonces, <ríe> estaba cantando como portuñol, es una lengua muy bella, ¿no? <ríe> aprendí portugués antes de español, entonces es muy, muy difícil para mí quedar con, con el español y no, no como recaer en el portugués, ¿sabes? Sí, yo entiendo perfectamente. Yo tengo el mismo problema. Y la segunda es, ¿cuál es tu palabra favorita en español? ¿Sabe cómo decir tongue twister en, en español? Trabalenguas. Trabalenguas, trabalenguas, sí, gracias. Entonces, trabalenguas, cosas así con, con dos palabras juntas. Interesantes, me encantan. Tres, ¿cuál fue la última cosa que leíste, miraste o escuchaste en español? Ah, buena pregunta. Estoy uh, viendo Narcos recientemente para prepararme a, para mi examen final en español. Uh, ¿Pero <ríe> cuál? Uh, ¿Narcos México, el nuevo no, o, no, o Narcos no, de Pablo Escobar? <ríe> Escobar, Colombia. Ah, okay. sí, sí, sí. El original. Eso Ajá. me gusta. Me gusta también. Y número cuatro. Ok. Saca tu teléfono y traduce el último texto que recibiste al español. Yo también te quiero a mi, a mi novia. No, no, oh, no. qué bueno. <ríe> Precioso. Sí. Y la última pregunta es, 
¿Qué cosa crees que todo el mundo debería hacer por lo menos una vez en la vida? Hmm, una pregunta. Aprender. Por lo menos una otra lengua que no sea su lengua materna. Porque puedes decirme que el, la, la ciencia de raquetas o cual que sea es el sujeto más difícil del mundo, más complicado, pero todavía está en inglés, ¿no? está en su lengua materna o en alemán, lo que sea. Pero creo que aprender una otra lengua es básicamente tiene que, que pensar y exprimirse de otra, otra manera, ¿no? Entonces es un, es una cambia básica de su vida. Es muy, es muy, muy diferente de ver, luchar con estas, cómo voy a decir y cómo voy a exprimir las cosas más básicas y más importantes en mi vida en una otra lengua. Entonces, sí, por, para mí es... De, de lejos es, es el más importante. Gracias, Kyle. Thank you for participating in the quickfire round. So as we wrap up, uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to let everyone know about and let folks know how they can reach out to you on social media? Oh, yeah. So um, on Facebook, I'm just at here, listen, speak again, H-E-R-E. -E. And then you can find me on like Instagram at Kyle Cousman. And that's K-U-Z-M-A-N. That's my That's my uh, last name. I also teach lessons, so I teach um, like any of the languages I speak. My, my best language is still German, so you can find uh, lesson opportunities. And if you want to have like private, like one-on-one -on -one Skype lessons with me, um, so you can just shoot me an email there. Yeah, so German, English, Spanish, French, Portuguese, even some basic Hungarian, which I think is a very, very beautiful and underappreciated language. Very logical, and it's one of my favorites. So. Very cool. All right. So with that, uh, Kyle, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us on the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Of course. Thanks so much for inviting me. Good to be here and talk to you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kyle and that you really are inspired to learn Spanish using content that you enjoy. My goal with interviews like this is to inspire you so that no matter where you are in your language learning journey, you remember that it is possible for you to reach fluency. My number one takeaway from Kyle was how important it is to really have fun while you're learning languages, not to take yourself so seriously. Uh, and also, I like his emphasis on paying attention to the sounds that you hear and not necessarily the letters that you see. Because sometimes reading leads to pronunciation errors when we're not exactly sure how the sounds of the language that we're learning Uh, should sound right so um, I really like his emphasis on listening and paying attention to the sounds um, and don't forget if you want to find some content that's fun and interesting for Spanish language learners like you uh, you can find anything from TV series to music to travel videos and more on the site Yabla so check out yabla.com forward slash salsa to try out the service for free That's yabla.com forward slash salsa. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. Next week, I'll be interviewing Andrea Alger from Spanish Land School. And we'll be talking about three things you need to do if you really want to get to the next level with your Spanish. So if you're at that infamous intermediate plateau and you want to get to the advanced level with your Spanish, or if you're stuck at the beginner level and you want to get firmly 
into the intermediate level of Spanish, you won't want to miss this next episode. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so you'll be the first to know when the next episode of the podcast is available. Y la entrevista con Andrea es 100% en español. As always, I hope something you heard today will take you one step closer on your journey from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Que tengas un buen día. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.